0: everyone. Hope you've had a great week. Thanks for tuning into our podcast and hope it encourages you, inspires you as you go about your week. Here's today's message. Well, good morning, my friends. Um, Next time I drive from Epping North to Craigieburn, along Craigieburn Road. You know what I'm talking about? I'm going to count them. That's right. I will count how many, how many, I'm not, I'm not really allowed to swear here, am I? <laughs> I count how many speed zones there are on that 10 kilometer journey. You know, don't you? Okay, 40, 60, 80, 60, 40, 60, 60. 60, 40, 40, 80, like and it just changes like crazy. And then and then what about roadworks? Like I just want to know if I'm the I'm the only guy here who gets a little teensy, weensy bit frustrated with roadworks. I mean, this this is just on a on a trip from our place to Westfield, Doncaster. You're gonna. See the photo. It's me and Haley this week, like like a detour you can't you can't go that way anymore. you've got no choice. You have to go this way instead, and I didn't plan on that, and that wasn't where I was intending to go and then like. Help me out. Like, I was a cop for 12 years, and then this week I ticked over I had my birthday this week. 55 years old, and still, still, like, to this day, I can't, I cannot. Can someone, can anyone tell me what they mean by on side road? Roadwork, on side road. What's that mean? And then, have you ever driven? ever driven at a painfully slow 40 kilometers an hour? You know, because that's the zone, 40 kilometers an hour. I mean, have you ever driven it at one o'clock in the morning and there's not a work person in sight? But have you driven... 40 kilometers an hour, along a two or three kilometer stretch of roadworks so they can attend to a tree that's 20 meters off the road that way in the middle of the two or three kilometers. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Ever driven that? And then you see this, you see these two guys, and you think, oh, Jeff, 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 you're gonna get onto that guy in the yellow with his hands in his pockets. You think that's what I'm gonna point out, don't you? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the guy in flu Orange, you can't see that, he, he's texting on his phone. And we don't have a photo, I'm sorry to tell you, because Haley, who was the photographer on the day, <laughs> Hayley's too embarrassed. No, Dad, you can't let him see you taking photos. And I'm like, who cares? But anyway, that's why we don't have a photo. Yes, so you've driven the roadworks and you haven't been able to find one worker or one machine, not anyone or anything that's actually doing any work. In fact, then you see a guy like this guy and he's relaxing on the back of the truck. Look at him. No effort to hide it. He might as well be asleep, that guy. He's sprawled out, relaxed. You see, I can't help it, friends, when I see a roadwork sign that there's roadworks up ahead. You know what I want to do? I want to turn around and go the other way. Uh, do you? In uh, meantime, I can't recall my earliest memory of it, but I know it's a long, 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 long time ago, because um, like personally, I know, Not everyone has been. But personally, I've been around church all my life and I first heard this Christian Jesus God catchphrase, repent. And almost always, back then, this image that I had of it, rightly or wrongly, this image, you know, that that it's it's in a bit of an angry tone. Usually feels a bit harsh. Repent! You know? And then you see some, message decades later I still hear it I see it often on social media like this Facebook post here like or like the commentary out of some churches or church-based groups dare I say it a pastor my friends uh, well someone who called themselves a pastor Back when our Black Saturday bushfires happened, we have 173 people dead in one catastrophic day of high temperatures and high winds and wind changes and zero humidity. And, and we've got influential people. We've got someone who calls themselves a pastor who claims to be a Jesus follower, saying that the bushfires are God's judgment on Victoria and therefore it's God's demand for, wait for it, repentance, repentance. Repent, and if you repent, you won't have 173 people dying in a fire. Like, oh, you go digging, you go digging into the ancient Koine Greek language that the New Testament, uh, New Testament of our Bibles is written in, and you're going to uncover in there a verb, uh, an adjective, and a noun form of this word and its base, and I just thought you can look at the Greek writing here. You know how you say that? Metanoia. Metanoia. Noia, see the second part of the word, noia comes from the Greek word, nous. So this is all about, metanoia is all about the mind. Particularly as the Greek language emphasizes, not just the mind, The mind, the Greek language says, is you listening? The seat of moral reflection. So metanoia is meaning things like an afterthought. Or a change of mind. It means to perceive afterwards. And it means to change one's mind or purpose. And all of that, metanoia, is in, in contrast to to pro, not eo. Now, you don't need to know the word so much, but the Greek word. That's all about perceiving beforehand. You see, pro, prop. That's about thinking about it ahead of time. Metanoia when you realize that you're going or you've gone the wrong way repentance means perceiving that you've gone the wrong way that you're going the wrong way it's in your mind you know it actually starts out there need not be any element of feeling or emotion to this at all it's intellectual it's mental it's factual. It's functional. It's it's recognizing, hey, <laughs> hold on, I'm going the wrong way, and then deciding. See, it's an afterthought. Deciding to turn back. I'm going the wrong way. Oh, and and sometimes we haven't gone a long way down the wrong way, and this frustrates my family to bits when I do it, you know. Um, but 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 sometimes we haven't gone on the wrong way, and so. If it's not too far yet, maybe you can just take a side street or take a few side streets to get back to where you should be going. You see, repentance, the biblical repentance, forget all those social media posts and forget the, the, you know, the image that I have of a kid. Angry, repentant, repent! Repentance is not an angry, nasty, condemning, vitriolic, judgmental, firebrand Repent. It's just realizing. It's perceiving. It's it's recognizing. Like I did in, in the Philippines a few years ago. Uh, I've got my family, all my family, uh, my mum, my mum, uh, Deb's mum, come from Canada, Deb's uncle from Canada, and two of our American friends, two young girls, uh, our friends. We're all in the car. I'm driving, and then I realize, as time goes on and on and on, I'm thinking this. I just don't recognize this. We're out in the rice fields. We're on our way back from from a, a trip out into the to the waterfalls, and I, I think this, this is wrong. This, this is not taking us where we're supposed to go. So eventually, you know, and I'm pulling over to ask people, but they don't speak English. And so eventually, now I'm realising, no, this is wrong. We, we 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 turn around and we do a U-turn and we drive back. We go back. We go back right to where I went wrong. You know, it's, it's actually like it's like a 40, 45 minute trip back to the little town where I went wrong and where when we came through that town, I had gone straight ahead instead of veering right. And so now it, it makes sense. And I see the sign and I'm thinking, now I, I know where to go now. So we're back to where we started from and, and we turn and we go this way and, and we make it home in time for dinner at the guest house of Kids International. You know, you know, don't you? Like, friends, we we routinely get off track as people. I'm I'm not the only one that does that. Like I do, you do. As individuals, we, we get off track. We like we do things wrong and, and, and we start living in wrong ways. You know, we dilute our values, we start compromising. We're, We do it as individuals. We do it as families too. You know, sometimes as a family, the way that we're conducting ourselves, the way that we're living, the priorities we're living, we get off track. Companies do it, and not just not just big companies. Small businesses do it. Governments do it. Churches do it. I mean, church families do it. Groups within churches do it you know like a a ministry team or a life group groups within churches do it leadership groups of churches do it and you know in my experience as long as I'm breathing breath I wish I wouldn't but I'll be getting off track I'd be going the wrong way. Sometimes it's lots. Sometimes just a bit. Sometimes I can go a, a little bit of time without going off track, but it's routine to go off track. But you know, getting off track is nowhere near as significant as staying off track. Taking the wrong turn that day in the Philippines. Nowhere near as significant as if I realize I'm on the wrong, wrong track and just keep on going and keep on and keep on and keep on. Stay, yeah, getting off track. Nowhere near as significant as staying off track. No, that matters more. Wish we never got off track, but the fact is we did. So let's just get back on track without delay because that's the Jesus way. And, and, and two, you know what, getting off track Nowhere near as significant as refusing to get back on track. There's all sorts of ways we do that. I've been guilty of that driving the car. Just, I want want to prove that I'm right here. You know? Sometimes when you start realizing, man, I'm on the wrong track here, but I, I can't admit it. I'm not going to admit it. Getting off track though, going the wrong way, living with wrong values, making wrong choices, that happens. You want to see the best example ever? You want to see the best example ever of metanoia, afterthought, change of mind, perceiving afterwards re- repentance? Not, 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 not that harsh one, not that, that pastor, you know, this is God's judgment on Australia, repent, repent your sins. Like the Jesus one, like the way that Jesus would say it if he was here. The one thing that really matters. Hey, it's late Thursday afternoon and I'm lined up for dinner with most of my squad mates outside the massive, big dining hall of the police academy. And we're all gonna wolf down our dinner so that we can get back to our rooms and we wanna study late into the night. Someone, some of us are gonna study all night You know what, because the next morning it's our final exam in the police academy. And then as long as we pass the exam, we're due to graduate in one week's time. This is big. All of a sudden, we're in the line, there's a commotion. Next thing we know, we're in a room being briefed. There's been been this huge, dramatic armed robbery, stick up, we call it at the ANZ Bank in Glen Waverley just near the police academy. It's happened late afternoon. They've actually been shots fired by the crooks to get themselves out of the bank. Then they've decamped, that's what we say, you know, the, the police. They've run away, they've gotten away. Somehow then there's been this big chase. They've been apprehended. The stolen car that met them has been located. They're in custody. But there's one piece of the puzzle that's yet to be solved, you know, the gun hasn't been found. So our whole squad, all 26 of us, we're given the opportunity to us, but, but, but like they, they make clear to us, listen you guys, you're the most senior uh, trainees here at the police academy, so we're asking you if you wanna do this, but you don't have to do it, no one, it's optional, because it's our final exam the next morning. Hey, if you want to, we want to give her the opportunity to be real cops for the night. We can go out searching for the gun. That's what they tell us. And so, like, it's a bit, of, it's a bit of peer pressure, you know. Like, because, you could be thinking, there, man. I, like, I, 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 I might go, you know. Um, I, I might go, but what if I go and then tomorrow I don't do well on the exam, and he doesn't go and he does really well on the exam, like. A bit of that. But you know, that doesn't happen too much in the police force. The police force is pretty good like that. Like honestly, the police, what we call the police brotherhood, it's the strongest, it's the strongest brotherhood that you will ever experience anywhere, in my view. So, So anyway, it's almost instantly clear, yeah, we're all gonna go. And go we do, it's this really hot February night, I remember it, we're searching uphill and down dale, we're in and out of backyards and laneways and behind shops and we're searching around and then soon, they're coming around to collect us all. It doesn't take all that long, maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Because my sw- squad mate, his, his name is Roman Wozniak, but to this day, his nickname, like you know, 35 years later, his nickname, Sniffer Dog. Because he's found that gun. And I wish I had a photo to show you, but he's found the gun and it's in this this backyard and there was these two big bricks that were just leaning against a fence, really neat and tidy. And what he's done is he's just moved one of the bricks out, put the gun right inside and put the brick back in place. I, I, I don't even know how he found it. Just the one thing, just the one thing that we need... Just the one thing, the gun. Like right now, the one thing we need to wrap up this case and put these two bank robbers in jail for a good long stretch, this gun. This one thing, the, the, the one thing that I need, the one thing that you need, like to turn my car around and get myself and for me there that day, all these people in the car Back to where we should be, so we can go back for dinner. And the one thing that I need this morning, the one thing that you need this morning, the the one thing as well, because because today you turn Sunday, even though we had intended to do it, and it, it would have been a different dynamic. And dare I say it, it would have been a great dynamic, if we had you know close to two hundred people here in the building. Still, you turn Sunday because, you know, what happens, and it's a hard concept sometimes to get our minds around, but sometimes as a church family, God calls us to repentance. To get our community back on track. You want to see the best illustration of this ever? This is only days before Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth is going to be nailed to a criminal's cross. And Luke chapter 19 in our Bibles tells the story. Look at this. Jesus entered Jericho. That's now only, he's only 25 kilometers away from Jerusalem now, where he's going to die. And he made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was one of the most influential Jews in the Roman tax collecting business and he'd become very rich. You see that? He's one of the most influential Jews, yeah? Right, so let's get the picture here. It's modern day Israel. Israel has been its own land with its own Jewish people for hundreds of years until nearly... 100 years, you know, before this story, before Zacchaeus is there that day, nearly 100 years before that, the Romans, the Roman Empire, the Romans have invaded the land. So now the land, it's, it's, it's still Israel, but it's under Roman occupation and Roman control. You see, if you're there, you drive, you, you, well, you don't drive around, you, you, you catch your chariot around and you walk around, and you see Roman soldiers in the streets, and they're not just Roman soldiers, it's not all that civilized, so they're cruel, they're harsh, they're inflexibly strict, and the Roman emperor, and this is now Roman territory, the Roman emperor rules, and so part of that is to collect taxes from all the Jews who live there. So you imagine, here we are in Australia, we've been, we've been taken over by another country, so we have to pay our tax to that country. Now, that grates, it grates to have to pay tax to some other country altogether. So I'm, I'm a Jew who's lived in Israel all my life, and my family's been here for generations, and I've got to pay tax to the Romans, who are cruel and harsh and tyrannical to us, That grates, but what grates, even more. And it's a constant daily grate that really eats your soul away. And that is that these Romans employ Jews to collect the taxes. So if this is happening here, we actually employ people who live across the road and around about to collect the taxes, so they're collecting taxes from their own people to pay to the occupying country. And all the Romans tell the Jewish collectors here, the tax collectors, toll collectors they're also called, all they tell them is, hey, here's how much you've gotta give us. Zacchaeus, you're a tax collector, so for every person in your region, here's how much you owe us, the Romans. That's all they tell him. He can actually collect as much as he wants. And not only can he, but he does. So he puts his own cut on top of that. He puts as much cut as he wants. And those people have got, they, they, there ain't nothing they can do about it. They've got to pay out. You get it? You quickly see then, don't you, why a Jewish tax collector like Zacchaeus is despised. Like, in fact, you know what? His life is in constant danger. He wants to stay near the Roman soldiers. And you know why? Because he's a rip-off. He's a corrupt official who's lining his pockets at the expense of his own country people. And, and, and there's nothing anyone can do about it. Yeah, yeah. And it says there, he had become very rich. But friends, come, like, find the metanoia U-turn. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. you remember that song when I was a kid? They, short people got nobody. I don't want no short people. Remember that? Short people. He's too short, this guy. He can't see Jesus. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree beside the road so he could watch from there. You see, that's, that's where we get that that expression a bird's eye view now he can see this this vile greedy money hungry traitor and by the way he's gotten off track he, he's not on the road where he was meant to be going like It was never intended that he'd be on some road of corruption, exploitation. Even just as a decent Jewish man, it was never expected. So he's up in the tree with his bird's eye view, and then when Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus in the tree, called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said... Quick, come down, for I must be a guest in your home today. And Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. And by the way, you know, when an off-track person repents, often, not, not always, but often there'll be at least someone who doesn't approve who's angry or judgmental or unforgiving or legalistic or prejudiced. And and I want to suggest to you today that if you're ever a person who's repenting or you're helping someone out who's repenting and there are others around who aren't so quick to see or to recognize or to accept the repentance, depending especially On what's been up, you need to cut them some slack. You need to cut them some slack because not everyone catches up with repentance as quickly as you do. And sometimes you don't catch up with repentance as quickly as someone else does. You need to cut slack. Anyway, the crowds were displeased. He's going to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. And meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood there and he said to the Lord, they're back at his house by now. He says, I'll give half my wealth to the poor, Lord. And if I've overcharged people on their taxes, don't read that as saying, well, if I have, like I, I might not have, but if I have. What he, what he means is that he, he hasn't overcharged everyone the same amount. He hasn't overcharged everyone, anymore, but like anyone that I have overcharged, that's what he means. I'll give them back four times as much. I'm off track. I'm off track. In fact, I'm way off track. I'm turning around right now. Jesus, I'm saying sorry, and and I'm making what's wrong right. I'm repenting. Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today for this man has shown himself to be a son of Abraham. Does that sound like, like the angry, 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 hellfire and brimstone, nasty, angry, life has been given and when repentance goes, like, does that sound like that? No, no, like it, or does it sound like Jesus has actually given life here? And when repentance comes everyone benefits you see not just you or me as the repenter but other people too the people who I've hurt and who I've wronged they get to the stage where they're actually looked after by my repentance too and, and then when we're talking about a church and we say sometimes there's a time when a church family needs to repent, when, when groups within churches need to repent, leadership groups, life groups, ministry teams. And we've got our Mill Park Baptist Church U-turn Sunday. You see, in that, in that context, when I repent as a member of the community, do you know what? You guys, as other members of the community, you benefit too. I do, but so do you. And when, when, when you repent, when, when you as an individual repent, when, when your family repents, when your ministry team in the church, when your life group, when your leadership group, when you repent, we all benefit. And, and you know, we benefit, we get life. And that's life, friends. That's where repentance leads every single time. And Jesus says, and I, the Son of Man, and you know what? This is the key verse in the the book of Luke in the Bible. It's the key verse, Luke chapter 19, verse 10. I, the Son of Man, have come to seek and to save those like Zacchaeus who are lost. And it's not empty words either for Zacchaeus that day, you know, because we're all capable of talking like we're repenting. But like this guy who sent his wife the text message, he said, Mary, I'm just having one more pint with the lads. And if I'm not home in 20 minutes, just read this message again. Ah. You see, real repentance, friends, listen carefully to this. Real repentance shows. It shows. And you know what? It actually becomes obvious. Just like John the Baptist said, he said, prove by the way that you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. Don't, don't just say to each other, we're safe, we're descendants of Abraham. That means nothing. You see, when we repent... It shows, it's demonstrated, it bears fruit. It's like a tree that grows fruit. Um, Rewind a bit. We did this really bold and audacious thing here at Mill Park Baptist Church. It was late last year. We we sort of hoped then, I, I certainly... I certainly did and I still do that we were we were just pulling out of covid-19 it was the end of 2020 we'd been there and done that but and then as a church instead of playing Safe and cautious, you know, like the, the the natural inclination would be to say, "No, no, we have to, we have to tighten up. We have to really tighten up." You know what we did together? This was one of the proudest days I ever had at this church. We approved just on it was 19.8, so 20 percent increase in our budget. Now, sure, every year there's gonna be some stuff that goes up in a budget, in a church budget, just like there are in your household budget. The cost of living goes up, the cost of power, cost of insurance, every year there's a bit. But I can tell you, you know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna track big money in a church budget, it'll always be, and very true for us here at Mill Park Baptist Church, it'll always be in your church staff and in the missionary support that you give. They're the things that are really the big factors in the budget. And if you know that then, you know that late last year when we approved this 20% increase, that, that it was all about mission, every bit of it, more staff. This year, you know, we've had Pastor Sammy working with our Arabic ministry, Pastor Kat, Pastor Catherine, um, spending a day and a half a week up at Donnybrook in our in a really exciting plant of a church up in Donnybrook. And Pastor Noah and his beautiful wife Jong-In and starting the Korean ministry. So with our staff, so it was more staff and it was more money. It was actually lots more money released to the missionaries that we're supporting that's why our budget went up so much. It was because of that. And we found, we've told you, over the first five months of the year that like, the actual dollars that were coming in every week from our, from our offerings, they, they increased the last year. But they weren't quite meeting our budget. Up until June. Last month, we had an awesome, awesome experience last month of God's provision. And so we already started decreasing that deficit a bit during the month of June. And, and so we were letting you know about that as it was happening. And here's what happened, friends. Uh, 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 all of us, you know, we were asking you to pray about it. And then our leadership group, elders, board, pastoral team, we were, we were together and, and we would be together over that time and be communicating and discerning and praying together. Not, not just, hey, God, give us money, give us money, give us money to pull out of this. But God, would just speak to us and show us, what you're doing in the midst of this? Like, I mean, we can see that our offerings are lower than we really need them to be. But more than that, what's bigger than that? God, what are you doing in this? And we really, really felt as a group, it it was palpable. You could feel the Holy Spirit turning us to look wider than cash, to look deeper into our church family, this thing the Bible calls the body of Christ. And it was not a situation where you got a, a group of leaders sitting around a table looking at everyone else. It was the leadership group looking at themselves. I am so, I love our leadership group so much, friends, because, you know, what stands out like it's just a hallmark of that group, and it's been this way for 15 years since I've been at this church, that... The hallmark of that group is humility. Um, And so it was the leadership group looking at themselves and looking at our whole church community and thinking, yeah, cash, finance, but what about other stuff as well? And and we know know here, as God has taught us over the years, oftentimes, in fact, almost always, if, if our giving, if our offerings are a bit low, it shows us more than just our finances. Because I think Jesus might have said something like that, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So what Jesus would say is, if you want to know where your heart is, he'd say, hey, "Come, take me. Just, just show me a look at your expenses for last month in your household, in your, in your individual. Give us a look at your credit card statement. And if you show me how you spend your money, I'll show you what's important to you. And so that's why we planned towards this Sunday. Yeah, we had hoped that we'd all be together and we were going to have like a time when we could visibly and, and res, you know, respond together. And now, of course, we can't be together. So today we're actually laying the groundwork for this today. Maybe God has already done some work in you over this last month or so while we've been talking about this. Maybe he's doing it for you right this moment. Maybe he's showing you that thing. You know, that question that we asked you, To think through loving God, what area or areas of my life need to make a U-turn back to you? Friends, you know, today it could be be around your personal values, your hidden lifestyle. We've all got a hidden lifestyle, but the question is maybe there's something in your hidden lifestyle that needs to U-turn. And it might be about money. Yeah, it might be about giving or 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 just returning to God. You know, like because God's principle, in a nutshell, really is that the highest priority that He would have for you in the money that He provides to you is that you would return at least ten percent of that, that you'd return it to Him. That that would be the highest priority for you. (laughs) Weird, upside down by human standards. Maybe it's just the grip that money's got on you. You know, you, you. So you're lacking generosity or you're in the grip of making money, of stockpiling money, achieving and owning more and more, building up the nest egg. That's got you in the grip. Um, But you know, it, it can be other things too, like in your service, in your sacrifice, in your commitment. Obviously, we can't be here together today, but when we can be together, you know what, just in turning up, friends you pray with me you're going to see and hopefully you've already seen the the link in our communication with you on social media and and in the details that we've sent out to you you see the link that gives you the opportunity to be able to make a statement of repentance um, and it, it, it's anonymous and then you've got the, the option as well whether, you, whether we can actually make that something that we can read out to people. And You may prefer not to, but if you do, then we, we can use those as examples because there's power in stories. So do you want to just think with us a little bit and pray with us a little bit? And just for these next few minutes, we're gonna and we're just going to worship again. And then, once we've done that through that that one song, Pastor Adam, Devo, he'll be back here and just for a few minutes. And we we, we want we want the Holy Spirit to lead this, not Devo himself. But we know that the Holy Spirit will use Devo just to lead us through some of the ways in which we can respond. Love you guys and thanks for listening. Jesus, as we, as we worship and as we then listen to what Devo is going to say, we, we trust you, Lord, to do, our, do your work in us. Make us people who are willing to do the U-turn. Thank you, Jesus.